Hello, hello. <clears throat> Welcome back to Money Awakenings. My name is Larry Morrison. I am your financial shaman. I hope you're having an amazing morning, afternoon, evening, night, middle of the night, day, trip around the earth, wherever you are, <sighs> sharing our spaceship. Um, on today's episode, on this thing, I always forget to do the, not always forget, that's not true. I'll forget to do the thing sometimes where we talk about what the hell am I talking about here? Ah, I feel like this is going to be a good one. It's always a good one, but just love hearing what flows. And this is a, one I have meant to do months and months ago, but uh, reignited this morning. And uh, because I get so many questions about stewardship. But anyway, on this podcast, what we do is we break down money beliefs. Tightly held money beliefs that may limit us and may limit our ability to receive said money. It sounds counterintuitive, right? It sounds counterproductive. Why in God's name, as a society or as a parent to a child, would we hand down beliefs that would stop money from flowing? Why would we do that? The same lie that comes up is to protect each other. You want, wait a minute, you, you have beliefs that protect me from money coming in? How does that even make any sense? Great question. Side note, on this podcast, what I do is I go for a walk and pretend that you're here with me, except I can't hear you. So I'm going to imagine what you say. Oh, hummingbird. Um, back to why would we ever put in stuff to protect us from receiving money? Great question. Great question. Because if you have a belief that money is evil, then putting in tons and tons of limiting beliefs that protect you from evil would be a good idea now, wouldn't it? What else? Well, if you're afraid of some kind of tragedy or calamity happening, like so many poor people are, thinking that when they get rich, that people will want to try to steal from them, they'll try to take their money, Right? Family will come out of the woodwork. The government will want a piece, right? And you'll be some kind of a, a target. You'll have a target on your back if you have money. That's what a lot of poor people think. You might even have that. Right? Which comes, there's a great question, which comes from, if I followed my heart, what would be the worst that could happen? Or in this case, if I had a lot of money, what would be the worst that could happen? And that will uncover tons of limiting beliefs that you may have inadvertently absorbed or stolen from other people or been taught, indoctrinated with, that are limiting your money beliefs, are limiting your money flow from coming in so that you don't experience said bad things. Right? You're being protected from these possible calamities that may or may not happen. Most likely not, especially since you're not going to get to that abundance of money with those beliefs. 
So why would we ever put limitations on ourselves and our power? Well, you could argue because it's so fun when you grow beyond them, when you become aware of them and grow. But... And that could be. That could very well be. But... Why would we limit ourselves? Why would we install beliefs that limit our ability to receive money when so many people have put money above all else as the main cure-all for their life, as the main key to happiness? Why would we put barriers in? Because we do them unwittingly, unknowingly, unconsciously. And it's typically well-intentioned, but there are a ton of beliefs implanted in our society or through our society, through schooling, through media. There's a ton of beliefs implanted with other intentions besides protecting you from your own power and from your own money and from the godlike power of God, like force and ability to connect with abundance frequency. Because you then you'd be unruly, wouldn't you? Think about that for a second. If you were able to tap into all that you are, you couldn't be controlled. You'd be following your heart no matter what, not what some other, what some other bullshit rules were, right? That doesn't bode well for people that like controlling a species or a population in a country, right? So we have to be vigilant of those societal beliefs as well. Most of the time, I feel a lot of these beliefs that are implanted in us are passed down through many, many generations. So it's kind of hard to tell where they came from. I know why they get passed down because if you're unconscious, which means you're running from, you're, you're being ran by your patterns, by your programming, in the first seven years, a child's brain is in theta state, which means it's in total absorption. Nothing is a hard and fast rule, but it's like a sponge, right? In the first seven years, we absorb so much. Scientists currently believe that 95% of your belief systems are implanted within the first seven years. With the, the other five being picked up throughout the next 10 years. But I don't know if that's true or not, but it sounds pretty true. Because so much of what we are living is born of child psychology. When you understand child psychology, you understand adult psychology because of how things were implanted early on and how we build evidence for those beliefs throughout our childhood, throughout our earlier years. And then without evidence, we're just stuck with it. I mean, the old adage, you can't teach an old dog new tricks is no bullshit, right? I mean, when you get to a certain age, I see it in men over 35, and I am a man over 35, which is why I am so extremely vigilant 
when it comes to my own belief systems. I was with a, a good friend um, these past few days and I was noticing when she was saying things as if they were fact. And I was like, no, 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 no. That's a belief. No, 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 no. That's a belief. Because I'm vigilant on what comes into my own mind. Right? I don't take anything as... I, well, I mean, I attempt not to. That's the goal for me, is not to take anything as fact. Everything needs to be questioned. Because there are... Everything is a belief besides the laws of the universe. Right? So... If it doesn't serve me, I need to be extremely careful of what gets implanted and what doesn't. And so, that being said, if you're unconscious, it means you're running on childhood programming. And how many people do you believe do not even see that their programming is running their life? Huh, so strange that we turn into our parents, right? What's that? There's this funny-ass commercial that talks about that, right? So Allstate can't help you becoming from your parents, or I don't remember what the company was. It's a funny, it's a funny set of commercials. However, it's super true because you were implanted by their belief systems and then wonder why your life is similar or you rebel against them altogether, right? And be like, I'm going to do the exact opposite of what my parents did. And this is the key, right? The key to understanding who you are is to understand how your mind works. And understand how you were implanted with subconscious beliefs, when and why. And knowing those things, not that you need to, but knowing those things always helps understand the self. And therefore, do I want to keep these tightly held beliefs because they're not fact? We walk around believing that they are facts. That the government's out to get us or, you know, that you have to work hard for money or what you want that's not written in any that's not written anywhere in nature nature doesn't work hard and we are a part of nature nothing in nature works hard nothing in nature works hard everything flows in a natural state a natural rhythm it's humans who do that because they have a belief that you have to. That you must suffer to get what you want. That there's no gain without pain. That's just a belief. But if you have said belief that controls your perception of reality and evokes from the universe, from reality, what you believe upon it. Right? This is a mere reality. So if you believe you have to work hard for money, guess what? That's not only the only way money can come to you, but that's going to be the reality you experience because that's what you believe about it, and therefore the universe gives you what you believe. Guess what? I dropped this belief. It took time, right, to sink into my cells. 
I don't believe in hard work anymore. It's still, I still oscillate back and forth. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes it takes time for this. And these are very tightly held lifetime beliefs. It takes time for it to get out of your system, so to speak. But I do what I love and it doesn't feel like work at all. This doesn't feel like work. It feels like a conversation that I would have anyway. I used to make these and not share them with anybody. Not only because I didn't know the best platform, but that's just the how, the mechanics. But like I used to, I have an audio journal that goes back years of me ranting about this kind of shit. And it wasn't until I was like, oh, if this was actually what I wanted to do, I could just rant so that other people could hear it. Right? You do not have to work hard for money. That's a belief. It's just a belief. So, why would we install beliefs that would limit money flow and make us suffer? That would make us suffer. I have a couple of theories, but I'm just going to work with one for now because this isn't actually the thing I wanted to talk about today. But we'll just go with the flow as, a, as, it, <laughs> as it goes. So why would we install... I just found money. Means I'm on the right track. Oh, that means whatever we want it to believe. So let's... Why would we install limiting beliefs? We know why they get passed down because we're just passing down our own programming and because, again, if you believe you have to work hard for money and then you see that that's how only way money has come to you your whole life, it makes sense to pass that down to your children because not only you see it as fact, but you also see it as how the world works. Of course, you get really fucking bothered by the people who don't have to work hard for money because it fucks up your belief system. And you go, how do they do that? Must be nice. They're super lucky or they're blessed by God somehow. No, they believe something differently and the universe is mirroring that. But you don't know that because you're unconscious, right? So that's why you pass down your belief systems onto your children because you see that as fact. There are no facts. There are five laws of the universe. Everything else is a belief. You could even argue that gravity is a shared belief system that we have because isn't there plenty of places without gravity? Aren't we defying gravity constantly with our flying machines? Like, but let's not get that far down that rabbit hole. Here's what I, here's the five laws. If you don't remember, right? One, the law of one. We are all one thing. We are all thoughts in the mind of source or feelings in the heart of source, right? We are all source energy. It's all one thing. You are God. Everything you ever experience is God because it's all source. It can't not be all one thing. There is no separation. That's just an illusion. Two, everything is here and now. Right? 
If, it, if you're not in the here and now, you're in your imagination. Three, um, why am I blanking on the three? Oh, you exist, so therefore you will always exist. Right? Non-existence, by said definition, doesn't exist. So you will always exist. You are energy. You will just transform. That's how we do things. There, nothing actually dies. It just transforms. You will always exist. You're eternal. Four is the law of attraction. What you put out comes back to you. Right? What is likened to itself is drawn. Or the mere reality which we experience. And five, everything changes except the laws. So, those are the five laws. Everything else is an opinion. Everything else is a belief system. So we have to be very careful what we take on as fact. Have you ever, you know, studied indigenous peoples who have you know, not had outside influence or, you know, read history books where it's like, wow, they have some really weird customs. They have some really weird beliefs, they have some really weird traditions, right? This stuff always fascinates me, what gets handed down. And how it's super easy for us to go, wow, these Greeks, they really believed in the pantheon of God? That's very strange. That's weird, right? No, it's not. It's what they believe. That shit was fact to them. Just like you're walking around with facts in your head that God is constantly judging you. And that there's a heaven and hell to go to. That's a bunch of bullshit. You don't know what's on the other side. And hell and heaven is here and now. Because everything is here and now. I know many people who are living in an extreme hell right now. Trapped by their own belief systems. Suffering inside endlessly. A torture of life. They're just miserable human beings. My father's this way. Misery on the inside. Torturing himself. Right? Constantly thinking about a God that judges everything. Constantly not good enough. And makes everyone else around him miserable too. At least that's how it used to be. God granted peace, I don't know. But, and there are people that piss everyone off because they're constantly happy. No matter what, they're unconditionally happy, right? They're just like like hippies, right? Or burnouts or whatever. They're just like, fuck it, man. It's all good. It's all going to be fine. And they seem to just get by, right? <laughs> Dating myself, but Kramer on Seinfeld was one of these people. He didn't have a job. He fell ass backwards into money all the time. He always had chicks. Decent apartment in New York, right? Did whatever he wanted. Seemed to get by. Everybody was butthurt about it, right? How does he do that? Because he believes the universe is going to take care of him, and it does, because it takes care of everybody. These are not facts. So we have to be vigilant on what comes in and what doesn't come in. 
Why would we want to put in limitation though? Let's stay with that for a second. And I'll probably get to what I wanted to talk about in the beginning. Hopefully. We'll see. Maybe I'll do the next one. Why would we install limitations? Well, for one thing, when it comes to games, because in my opinion, this reality is a game of sorts. Right? A virtual reality game. Where you get to play with how, whatever character you want to play and learn whatever lessons you want to learn and create whatever you want to create. There are no rules, even though humanity just loves putting fucking rules in. Even And Christ, who everyone looks to as the, the best human who ever lived, said, stop making fucking rules. You don't need any more fucking rules. I'm, pretty, I'm sure he didn't cuss. Pretty sure. Actually, I don't know that. I don't read ancient Greek or speak Aramaic, so who the hell knows? But I'm pretty sure, as much as we can be, we said, no, stop making rules. And that's all we do is make more and more and more rules about things. I, a couple podcasts ago, I talked about rule followers cannot be wealthy because you're not following your heart. You're not here in the present moment. You're not here in the now. You're following somebody else's rule book. You're following somebody else's rule book. So how can you follow your own heart? But why, if this is truly a game, why would we impose limitations? Well, because if the game's too easy, we get bored. How many of you adults out there who are listening still play tic-tac-toe on a regular basis? Especially if you don't have kids. How often do you do that? Could it be because that game's too easy for you? Especially when you learn the trick of controlling the center. You basically win every time. It's boring. Right? Geese. Is it a gaggle of geese? I can't remember. But my point is, if the game is too easy, you get bored. If this, if this illusion, if this game was just easy and everything came to you, Abraham Hicks talks about this a lot. If everything came to you easy, you get bored. Like if you, if every one of us could just instantly manifest everything, You'd be like, well, this is, you know, if you actually had a genie and didn't have a limitation on wishes. I'm in a, I'm in a park. It's beautiful, but there's a lot of people here. And some people are running around with boom boxes still. Or whatever kind of playing instrument that is. Anywho. Point being, where was I at? If the game was too easy, you would get bored, just like you would be with tic-tac-toe. 
right? But if the game's too difficult, you also get bored. Just like trying to teach, like let's say you're trying to teach a five-year-old chess, they're not even gonna pay attention that long. Right? If it's too difficult, it's too easy, you get bored. If it's too diff I'm sorry, if it's too easy, you get bored, it's too difficult, you get bored. You lose track, you're like, I don't wanna play, I don't know. This whole, it's too much. So it's gotta be the right amount. It's gotta be right there in the center. That's one reason we put limitations on ourselves. So that the game is more rewarding when you win. Have you ever, ha have you ever played one of those really hard, intense games or, or a video game that's just long, like a Zelda or something like that? Sorry, I don't know video games anymore. That's the last ones I pay attention to. I'm sure there's more intense ones than that or like Final Fantasy or something, I don't know. But like, or D&D that never ends or something like that. But the harder the game, the more rewarding it is when you figure it out, when you win, like an escape room, right? By the way, I love escape rooms. Super into it. Talk about getting lost in the flow and having to communicate with people. Oh, it's great. Seeing different perceptions on a puzzle where they can see things that you don't. It's awesome. I just, there's so many aspects of it I love. But you could say that life is a giant escape room. Because of so many different reasons that I could do a whole podcast on, but mainly because once you unlock it and you see the truth, you're not trapped in the room anymore. You're not trapped in your own belief systems anymore. You're not subject to what some past guy or gal thought about the world and take and you didn't you don't have to take on those beliefs you're free to create your own whatever you want to create with this life why would we why would we impose limitations like we already talked about we believe we're protecting each other hey this experience this trauma happened to me the wealthy, or affluent rather, took advantage of me. So therefore, you can't trust the affluent. They tell the people around them so that they don't go through the same pain. They don't go through the same exact trauma, right? So they're, you're trying to protect each other, but what you've essentially done is now limited anybody who absorbs that belief from working with or trusting people with a lot of money and possibly getting themselves out of the game, right? Possibly seeing the truth. Po they're pushing, it's a limitation because you're pushing away tons of opportunity to work with people that have tons of money, right? Because one person had a trauma that they didn't learn from, they didn't evolve beyond, and now they're passing around this personal truth as if it's a fact and the people that take that and live with it as fact are now limited which is again why we must be vigilant of absorbing beliefs we must be vigilant 
when people speak to us and speak as if it's fact. It's not. Even me. I want you to question everything I say, too. Question it. Does it resonate with you? Does it feel right? Does it make you feel expanded and free as we let go of limiting beliefs? Trust your instincts. Oh, I had this great thing in the middle of the night. Shit. Ooh, that's right. Negative emotions are our lie detector. Follow me on this for a second. If you've never heard me speak before, I say this all the time. It's one of my mantras, right? It's one of my staples. The truth will never make you feel bad. The truth will never make you feel bad. Negative emotion, emotion is the language in which our soul communicates to us, our heart communicates to us. Heart and soul I use interchangeably, or higher self. That's how, our, that's how our soul is communicating to us through the language of emotions. And when it brings a negative emotion up, it's pointing you to a belief or several beliefs that are lies, that are limiting beliefs, bad programming. I was working on a devastating belief. It was devastating because the pain was so strong. And now I feel that it's spider webs are coming on me. Which means if you take a core belief down and alchemize it, turn it for you, then there's a good chance that other limiting beliefs will show up that are trying to support it, either to bring you back down or to be brought into the light and let go of as well. So typically when we let go of a major limiting beliefs, the subconscious is like, oh, you're letting go of beliefs, here's some more. And some people believe it's like, oh, it's like the ego trying to drag you back into the small story. Depends on how you look at it, of course. Perception is everything. I choose to b believe that these things want to become, that are, are asking to be in line to be let go of. Because everything is there to serve you, not being dragged back into the small story of a victim that would say, oh... The ego's trying to attack back or something. But we try to protect one another from the traumas we've experienced, not seeing that it's a false belief that is usually creating that trauma or the trauma cr creates a false belief or supports an, an earlier false belief. Right? Because if you have a false belief already instilled in you or given to you that says, you know, I can't trust affluent people, then the mere reality is going to reflect that back to you throughout your physical trail and you're always going to run into problems with the affluent. Because you have that belief and that's what the mirror is going to reflect back, right? Let go of that belief, learn the lesson from it, Evolve beyond it, and now it's not a problem. Now you're free. And the way that we find the best way, in my opinion, even though there are several, and I use almost all of them, even though there are several ways, the emotional guidance system is still the best way to uncover limiting beliefs. 
your emotions, for instance, let's just break one of these down. Let's just break one down, right? If I make a mistake, this kind of goes to the wasteful spending I did last podcast. It's a little bit of an expansion. So let's just stay with that if you're listening sequentially. If I make a mistake in spending, I'll run out of money is a common belief. If I make a mistake in spending, I'll run out of money. It's of course not true because all beliefs are just that. But it's a limiting belief because now you bring fear and you're, you're bringing fear to the equation of running out. That's scarcity. Now you're in scarcity vibration and most people who are in fear and scarcity try to fix the fear and scarcity with actions going out into the physical world. Actions born of fear will only bring more fear. Remember that always. Fear is trying to point you to a limiting belief to go inside and fix it and then watch the mere reality change. If you think that um, you're going to run out of money by making a mistake, not only are you going to be crazy judgmental of everything you do with money, but you might create a budget. Oh, that doesn't sound so bad, Larry. It does if it confines you. We are expansion beings. We are, when we are aligned with source energy, we are in constant expansion and evolution, in unconditional love. Anything that is constricting, contracting you is going to be out of alignment. And it's going to feel bad, typically. Right? So if we believe that we can run out of resources, then we will. Or get super low because you never actually run out. Like I look back at the closest I ever was at being out, out of money when I was homeless the second time. I never actually ran out. I'm still here, aren't I? I still had enough money. I found the, the money to eat, right? To put gas in the car, to get to my next appointment, right? To keep my cell phone on. I found the money. Or I should say, rather, it was shown to me. It was given to me, just like all things are. But what I'm trying to say is, if you have this belief, it seems like a fact first and foremost, but it's also probably given to you by people trying to protect you like your parents. Hey, even though we never run out of money, you know how that never actually happens? I don't want you to even get close to running out. So I'm going to tell you about the times that I almost run out, got super freaked out, and now I keep a huge savings account and a strict budget on myself and limit myself so that I never run out again or even come close because I don't want to feel that feeling again. I don't want to feel that fear and I don't want to learn from it. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to make a belief around it so I don't have to experience that feeling again. And then I'm going to give it to my kids or anybody who will listen. 
right? They're trying to protect you from their fear. They're trying to protect you from their pain. And this is how we absorb our parents and well-meaning adults' belief systems. Because it's born in the spirit of protection. But that's a fear. There is nothing to be protected from because there's nothing to be afraid of. Fear is there to show you that you have limiting beliefs. So in essence, and since all limiting beliefs are lies, in essence, fear and all negative emotion is a lie detector. Negative emotion is your lie detector on the limiting beliefs. This is why it's so important to stay in touch with our feelings. This is why it's so important to not repress, suppress, or push them away or escape from them. Because they're trying to help you. And I get it. I escaped from my emotions for many years, 24 years, I tried to bury them and drink them away. It didn't work, of course, it only made it worse. Because they would just compound because I believed, what? I believed that this was a hostile universe, so it kept hurting me. And then I was just buried in triggers. Because that's what I believed about it. So it caused it even, an even more of a reason to drink. Right? Caused even more of a reason to avoid my internal state, my internal world so why do we install limiting emotion or limiting beliefs then one to protect each other from and because we believe that we understand the universe and have fact and believe that these beliefs are fact Right? I still work on this stuff. Everything I'm saying, I'm still working with. And it feels good. It feels like it's coming from the heart. So if I follow that, my, I feel better more of the time. It's funny how I feel better more of the time and I have more things to feel better about. I feel better more of the time and then the universe reflects back to me more and more amazing things. I love myself more and more money seems to flow and more love seems to flow. Interesting, right? I'm saying try it for yourself. I'm saying you don't have to believe me automatically. Go test it out. Start to let go of some of these limiting beliefs. See how you change. Start to see the evidence you've built, quote-unquote, you can't say quote-unquote, fake evidence you've built through trauma. Start to work with that. Soak it up. Ask, is this happening for me? What If it was happening for me, if this was happening for my growth, what would it be trying to teach me? 
Okay. Now, why do we install limiting beliefs? Let's just stay with this. One, to protect each other, even though we don't have anything to be protected from, but that continues the idea that this universe is hostile because we're trying to protect each other. It's born out of an intention of fear, but you're trying to help people with their own stuff, so I get it. Which is why it's so easy for us to just buy the bullshit that you should just save all your money all the time, right? Because if you run out, or right, if you spend it wrong, you can run out. So it's super easy for the financial world to bode that everybody should budget. Even though no one ever fucking runs out. Not even the financial world when it screws up. We just bail them out. Right? No one ever runs out. But since we believe that, we make up all these weird rules. We make up all these weird beliefs. Born of hostility. Or a hostile universe, born of fear. Protection. Next. Challenge. Because if the game is too easy, right? If you were able to just instantly manifest everything, you'd get bored. And this is where I go, ew. Whoa, what, what am I unraveling here? Like, let's tug on this thread. Because I don't know what I'm going to say. I honestly don't. If it's too easy, we get bored. It's tic-tac-toe. Which would make you what? Probably want to kill yourself and go into the unknown. It's just so fascinating because even though most people are extremely afraid of the unknown, intrinsically, in their heart, they understand that there's nothing to be afraid of. So it's we crave the chaos. We crave the unknown. Because if it's all known, it's fucking boring. It's tic-tac-toe again. So we crave a little bit of the unknown. Which is why there are people out there who love disaster and love creating disaster. Love creating chaos. Because you just don't know. Or people who love to gamble, a similar type of thing. They, it's the unknown. You just don't know what's going to happen. And that's what people thrive off of. This could be the one that's the big one. But they just, they get as much juice and energy and emotion out of it if it's the big loss too. Right? It's the unknown that we crave. So... Why do we put in limiting beliefs? To protect one another. Because when you realize, like I have, that it's the beliefs that are, your beliefs that are controlling reality, then you can become the master of reality or an alchemist, like I call myself, right? I'm an alchemist because I can take a limiting belief that shows up, turn it around and have it work for me. And now the universe, given a little bit of time, will reflect that back to me. So I can re create reality by, by going inside, changing and shifting what I see as I see fit. And of course, the universe is showing me in perfect timing. Change that as I see fit and then change the world around me.
You want to create lasting change. Don't go in. Don't go outside to do it. Go inside. Most people are trying to work hard enough so that they feel they deserve what they want. When they believe they deserve it, it starts to come. Fascinating how that works, right? It's a belief system. It's a belief system. So, why install limitations? Protection, to make the game more challenging when you do wake up. Just like walking, just like riding a bike, right? It's challenging at first. You're getting your sea legs under you, so to speak. You're trying to figure out balance. But then when it clicks, it's like, oh, I got this. Right? Just like a, a more difficult game. But you don't want it to be too difficult where you never get it. You don't want it to be so difficult that no one gets it. Right? You see that there are people, even though they are few, like myself, like my friend Kyle, like a lot of other people that I know, who are living their highest or, or evolving every day toward their highest, living their best self, right? They're happy. They have plenty of money. They do what they love, right? They love greater and more love comes. So you have to see some people master it, otherwise you give up. You see some people doing what you love to do, and therefore you know it's a possibility. Even in the back of your, even if in the back of your mind you're saying it might not be a possibility for me, which is just a limiting belief that you need to let go of, you see people doing it so you know the game can be mastered. For those of us who don't get sidetracked by doing jobs they hate for too long. Excuse me. So, what are the other reasons? It's more challenging, protection, and control. Let's be clear about this. If anybody has children or remembers what it's like to be a child, you knew some of these beliefs were implanted on you for control. You could feel it, you could sense it, and you'd get super pissed off. I know I would. Do what I say, not what I do. I would always call that bullshit out. Be like, nope, if you're not doing it, you're a hypocrite. My mom would get fucking pissed. She knew I was right. My grandparents too. When I was old enough to talk back. Then they'd be like, you gotta respect your parents. I am being respectful. I'm calling you on your shit. Of course, I didn't cuss back then. Respectfully, if you want me to do it, show me how. Right? How many... Don't... Don't put that down on there. Don't walk with scissors. Well, I kind of believe in that one. But, like, all these limiting beliefs we put on kids. You got to go to sleep at a certain time. Why? Because the parents want fucking rest. Not because it's best for the child. They didn't do a sleep study on the kid. Oh, you got to eat your whole plate. Why? Because the parents don't want to feed you again in 20 minutes. They want the time in between meals to not have to be stuck in the kitchen, right? 
There's all kinds of weird stuff we do that's best for the parents, not for the kids, so that they can control the situation. This happens constantly, and it's no different with money beliefs. Think about, think, go back to your childhood. What were some of the stuff that your parents were telling you that you knew was bullshit as soon as it came out of their mouth? Right? The double bind. I was helping my friend release a trauma and she was instilled with this don't ever lie because it's easier for the parents, right, to just be able to trust you. It makes sense. Don't ever lie. And then... She was asked to lie by her parents and it, it broke her down. It, it created a trauma. It didn't have to, again, remember trauma doesn't have to be abuse. It created a trauma in her because she was, don't ever lie to you. Don't ever lie to us. Lying is bad. Just be honest, be authentically you just say your truth. But when they went to go visit grandma who had Alzheimer's who or dementia and for would forget who everybody was that was visiting every five minutes and the the granddaughter would be like oh it's us granny blah blah and the parents would get upset being reminded all of the time about their mother's problem and so they'd say just lie to her just ignore it so that we don't have to hear it because it's all about us. Most parents are making beliefs out of selfish reasons. So we don't have to be reminded of what it's like to be old. So we don't have to be reminded that our mom doesn't recognize us. Stop saying that to her. Stop being honest. What do I always say about a good old-fashioned belief? Drop at the first sign of trouble. Thou shalt not lie, unless it's to granny so we don't have to be reminded of the bullshit, right? Thou shalt not lie, unless you're a politician and it would cause mad chaos to tell the truth, right? Thou shalt not lie, unless, of course, it's going to upset people. Then go ahead and do it. If it's out of protection, you can go ahead and lie to them. I was trying to protect you, so I hid the truth away. <laughs> Dropped at the first sign of trouble. Why else will we install limiting beliefs? To protect, to control. How, you know how many beliefs in the financial world are built solely on control? Let me give you the main one. Anytime you hear financial people talk about creating a budget and saving money and cutting expenses so that you can save money to invest for your future, they are doing that for their own interests. Because A, it's a hostile universe, all of that shit I just said is born of scarcity, but the financial industry itself, i.e. the banking industry, runs off of savings. 
human beings, the average person's savings, they take that savings and invest it to make money with it. They don't give you a piece of any of the profit, but it's like a Ponzi scheme so that when you come back and ask for that money, they give you some other schmo's money who doesn't need it right now. They are allowed to lend upwards of 90% of the savings that they have collected from human beings. That's our banking system, ladies and gentlemen. So do you think that they want you to save money? Absolutely. Why? Because you're just giving them more money to make money with. It's super obvious when you look at businesses. Businesses don't save money. A lot of them don't. Why would they? A, not only because they could get bailed out if they're too big, just like we saw with the PPP and we saw with COVID and we saw, of course, in the crash of 08, but businesses don't save money because just like the banks, that money could be making them more money. So why would they save it? It's, it's, it's called, um, why did it just, it just left my brain, the velocity of money. If it's sitting there in a mattress, it's not earning anything. If it's sitting there in a savings account, it's not earning anything. For people who are business people or investment people, financial people, that money has got to be put to work, just like employees. It's like having employees sitting around just so that one, just one, maybe what might happen is someone gets sick and you can rotate them in. That doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense. All money in business must be working for you. For the most part, you can have some reserves, but ne it's usually never more than three to six months of reserves because if you run into trouble, you better figure that shit out in three to six months or you fold the business and walk. So why, why do they, even though that's common knowledge in the business world, why do they not, why do they say to keep saving and socking away and living below your means, which is the thing I wanted to talk about on this one, which I'll do on the next one. Why do they keep installing this limiting belief? Because it benefits them. It benefits them for you to save a shitload of money. And that's why I'm coming here and telling you Invest it in yourself. Grow your ability to magnetize yourself. Find your heart's calling where all the money you will ever need will ever be. Expand who you are because that is your nature. When you run into financial trouble, do you constrict or expand? And that'll tell you how far you are away from abundance. Do you slash expenses or do you find other means to grow your income? Do you grow beyond your money problems or do you shrink to match them or shrink beneath them and give them all of the power, essentially? Because if you shrink, then you're worried about protecting yourself from God, mind you. This is always super fascinating to me. You're scared of God. You're scared of the source of unconditional love. You're scared of 
the creator of all things that created you, said that you're always going to exist, knows everything about you to the minute detail because it created you, and you're afraid of this thing? Why? Oh, because you believe that there is something that you could do that would limit Source's love for you. And that is the reason why you seek approval from it, from your parents, from society. You're trying to protect yourself by being the good person who follows the rules. You're protecting yourself from a God who will always love you no matter what, with no limitations. That's how ridiculous this is. It's like a, a fish trying to protect itself from water. Or a human trying to protect itself from air. Could you imagine what stupid shit we would do if we thought we had to hoard and, and, and control the air somehow that we breathe? Saying, oh, certain people aren't allowed to breathe it. We've got to stockpile it up. That's how ridiculous it sounds to someone who knows the truth, that you're unconditionally loved at all times, no matter what. And the only way to restrict the flow of love is by you believing you don't deserve it or aren't worthy of it or that God is somehow going to hurt you. That's how you restrict it as source yourself. You limit you so that you forget who you are. This is a game of hide and seek. You limit your power so that it'll be so much fun when you remember who you are. You limit your power so that it'll be so much fun when you get it back. When you wake up from the dream and you go, oh shit, I'm God. Ha, I thought I was just a human. That was a fun game. I thought I was Link in The Legend of Zelda, right? I thought I was Mario for a second. I'm the player. I'm the God who created this game. But just like watching a movie, we wipe our memories so that we are solely focused in the illusion. Like when you go to a movie, sit in the seats, Turn off your phone and turn out the lights. That's what wiping the memory does. It gives you soul focus into the movie and you forget everything else so that you can experience the highs and lows of the hero or the heroine. <clears throat> Excuse me. I dare you to start asking, why would I ever put limitations on myself and see where it goes? See where that takes you. Because there's a, there'll be a part of you that goes, well, I have to limit myself. 
Because otherwise I'll be arrogant, I'll be egotistical, I'll become an asshole. I'll become full of myself, I'll get a big head. If I don't have any limitations. And that's not a fact. That's a belief. That is a belief trying to keep you in the matrix. By saying, oh, if I'm suddenly good enough, then I'll be too much. And that's, it's a, this is what I was talking about with the spider web. It's a support system of a core belief, right? You unravel one core belief and then one other one shows up to either put you back in the cage or that needs to be let go of as well. You have to keep going. So ask yourself, why would I set up limitations for myself? Why would I make things harder on myself than they need to be? I see people do this every day of my life, including me. Why do I make things harder than they need to be? Because there's a belief that says they should be hard for them to be rewarding. That's just a belief. It's not a reality unless you want it to be. How do you know? How do you actually know for sure that being able to manifest anything you want instantly would get boring. You don't. And if it is, we could always put the limitations back, couldn't we? That was just a belief given to me that I've been perpetuating. Did you catch it? Obviously you did now, because I just pointed it out. We don't know that we'd be bored. That's just a belief. We don't know that instant manifestation would get old like tic-tac-toe. That's just a belief. Why don't we find out by becoming the fullest version of ourselves and then see what we want to do? Play with this. Write it down on paper. Talk it out. Why would I make things harder on myself than they need to be? Why would I set limits on who I am? Why would I make, why would I put up barriers to what I want? Why would I possibly self-sabotage something amazing in my life? That one happens constantly. I catch myself doing it all the time because I'm in love. I'm in love with the most beautiful woman in the world. And I constantly catch myself trying to fuck it up. Making problems out of nothing. My baggage. Taking a... Like I always say, human beings can fuck up a wet dream. Right? And I do this almost all the time take something beautiful and there's part of me that wants to destroy it. Thankfully, I catch it. I can feel it. I can feel something is off. Like, why am I, why am I thinking this way? What's going on here? What would I have to believe about this situation in order to feel these feelings? Where did these beliefs come from?
why would I ever limit myself? Can you go down that rabbit hole until you find some golden nuggets of wisdom? Whatever you do, realize that no one else is limiting you but you. Not God, not government, not family. You do this by believing that others even have that power over you. No matter what, know that you're unconditionally loved. I love you no matter what. There's nothing you can do to change that. We are different fireworks in the same sky, given that it's Independence Day. We are different waves on the same ocean, different beats of the same heart. My unconditional love to you. Good journey, my friends.